Welcome, Welcome to Show Us Your Bits. I'm Alice Rivers Cripps, the founder and creative director of Posh Totti Designs. We are the original hand stamp jewellery company, have been doing it since 2004. And I'm Josie Lloyd, a friend of Alice's, and I'm an author based in Brighton. And together we came up with the idea of a podcast about the stories behind the jewellery that people wear, because we're always fascinated by the shiny bits, aren't we? We are so fascinated. And also there are so many tales. Each week we'll be talking to each other with some anecdotes about our lives. And we'll be introducing a special guest. We've got some great guests lined up for you. For oh, you. so many amazing guests. It's and very finding, exciting. And delving into their jewellery boxes and finding out the stories behind the keepsakes that they really love behind their bling let's get on with the show welcome welcome hello alice how are you i'm very good thank you how are you doing i'm all right you're a bit gold and jangly today what you got on i'm always gold and jangly all right talk us through it what, uh, what you got on? <laughs> so i've got on your nice a oh a4 a for alice awesome a for awesome <laughs> a for all sorts of things aardvark um, this A was made by me. Um, it's actually made out of FIMO and then I rolled it um, and then I took it into the workshop to show them um, and I'd made the whole alphabet and they said that they all look like turds. <laughs> so, so as such, right. I kept, I got one cast and when it actually came out, having been cast, it did look like a turd. So I had to hammer the life out of it. And now it's one of my favourite pieces. And actually, I get so much attention from it that I might possibly bring back all the rest of the letters. Okay, well, it's very, to describe, it is on a kind of like boob length chain. Is that a technical term in the jewellery business? Oh, very technical. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's a 30 inch. A 30 inch chain. Um, And it's gold and it's a big sort of cursive A, which is actually very, it doesn't look at all like a, a turd. I think it's very beautiful and it's got lots of have real hammering. Also, I like a jangly, jangly thing. I love the way you wear lots of kind of gold. I love layering. Layering yes, jewellery. I'm a bit obsessed See? by layering. Yeah, that's and very good. And I like the way. So the list, this one, the tummy length one, which is what? <laughs> which? Oh, no, so actually, sorry, 24 inch. 24 and 30 inch. inch. So this, right, so okay. The, the, the tummy one is 30 inch. So Alice is wearing a lovely chain on top of her A chain, which is also gold. And it's got this kind of lovely a sort of O on it. Well, explain what this is. So this is um, a worn seashell that I found oh, yeah. on the beach in Mexico. Um, I would assume it was one of those ones that sticks to a... Like to a, a limpet. A limpet Technical one. term. <laughs> one that sticks to a rock. <laughs> right, but it hasn't got the centre of it. So it's just that, you know, when you get those shells on the beach and you just see the end, ed- edge exactly. of it. So, so it's, it's the edge of a shell. and old and it's been, you know, thrown around by the waves. Um, and I found this in the sand when I was living in Mexico and I kept it and I put it on a piece of leather cord. So the original shell I put on a piece of leather cord mm. and I wore it around my neck for years. And then when I was making a collection in the UK of shells I'd collected on the beach yeah. with my kids, I decided that it would be absolutely perfect to um, add a little chain to this and kind of it became one of my favourite pieces. It's beautiful because it it's Mexico, really kind it's of also- like... It's, I love the kind of rusticness of it because it's kind of not perfect. But you can tell it's now you've said it. I can really tell that it's a shell. What's it say inside? It says one of a kind because it is one of a kind. It and we're one all one of a kind. kind. Beautiful. Uh, why are we in Mexico? Tell me about Mexico. So I was living in Mexico. I um, decided to. What, so why? I was, well, I was traveling around, but I basically ended up um, centering myself in um, Cozumel, which right. is a little island in the Caribbean. Um, and it was absolute paradise. 
Um, and I lived there for nearly, I think, nearly two years, like 22 oh, months. Oh, wow, that's so cool. Um, and I basically did all sorts of crazy jobs from... <laughs> Talk us through it. What was your craziest job? Uh, there's a few. There was. I was a cowgirl. <laughs> wow. That was, that was fun. Yeah. I was um, a chilli pepper outside a veg shop. Um, Always a good look. And, um, and I was also did... Um, a bit of jewellery whilst I was out there with some jewellers and that was kind of one of the things that really kind of got me interested in jewellery in the first place so wow but yeah some wild adventures out there but that would take a long time to tell you all about like it was amazing so um and I think everything that I do is kind of influenced by that time what do you remember most about it what's the kind of vibe when you think about it what's what do you remember from it it was a very hippie vibe. It was um, a really free time where you didn't, you know, I basically had just come out of university, didn't really know what I was going to do next, but really felt like I was having an adventure. I've got a diary. I'm, I'm quite obsessed by writing diaries. And, um, and I've got a diary that I was reading the other day of my actual experience out there. Yeah. Some of the crazy adventures that I got up to. I'm lucky to be alive. Really? Like, like yeah. what, Carter? So, was, what did you do that's so wild? Um, I think probably the worst thing I did, which is, possibly the stupidest thing I did was I decided this was back when I smoked <laughs> those glorious days oh my god back in the head yeah. days of um thank god I don't do that anymore ring. but um <laughs> I decided that I would basically swim I, I was basically it was my birthday and I'd only just arrived there I didn't have any friends I didn't know anyone and I was like it's my birthday I really want to do something special so I swam out to the furthest boats that I could see that were little rowing boats and I swam out to sea and I basically put I (laughs) basically tied up my cigarettes in a in a in a crisp packet so they were waterproof and then I swam out to sea and I basically sat on got into this boat and kind of looked at back at the at the island and was like this is the most beautiful island this is amazing this is incredible um and I had this kind of really special moment um but I got back into land and realized that I'd um lost my keys to my apartment <laughs> in the <laughs> sea <laughs> but not only that and this is too much detail but it was the time of the month and there were sharks <gasps> oh so you I see. was told the next morning that that was one of the stupidest things I could possibly have ever done because there were tiger sharks that come in to sleep in that in that kind of area and there was me like swimming oh my goodness yeah so me. not only that but the keys when I lost my keys that's where my adventure kind of grew as well because I burst into tears and was like oh my gosh what's gonna happen oh my and I remember it's my birthday as well so I was like really like oh this is horrendous <laughs> and um uh, this man came out of nowhere um and he basically came over and he was like he was like let me help you and I was like oh you know my mum's time not to talk to strangers you know, I, I, can't. I think your mum probably told you quite to not to do quite a lot of things for that point. <laughs> yes, and um, but I basically he said, no, 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 no. I know the mayor. The mayor is having a meal across the road. Why don't I take you to see the mayor? And I was like, okay. So soaking wet clothes, standing there in sopping wet clothes, I went into this posh lobster restaurant, and um, he he was such a gentleman that he sat me down and fed me, even though he was with all of his friends. Um, sang happy birthday to me and then put me in a hotel for the night of which I thought there's obviously something I've got to give him in return Mm. so I was really really freaked out for the whole night and had a chair up against the door and not not a thing and then in the morning there was a little knock at the door and it was the same man and he was like I'm here to fix your lock I'm here and he basically got a little lock to replace it and came and sorted it out and 
Wowza. I know. Well, he was like, oh, God, you're an angel. Oh, well, that's yeah. lovely. Oh, yeah, well, it's nice was. that you have happy memories so, of yes. Mexico. Oh, I'd I love to go it. to Mexico. I'm kind dream. of on a mission to try to get to Mexico it's for amazing. Christmas. Oh, yeah, it'd be fantastic. But that would be great, Christmas. wouldn't it? Yeah, yes. yes. No, that's Although it's really sunny. And actually, having turkey sandwiches on the beach is not the same as having... I've only been away once for Christmas, which was to Antigua. Back like a long, and long time. Did you time like ago. that? Experience? Not really. It didn't kind of. It's not the same. It's not the same. No, go after Christmas. Go before Christmas. But yeah. never on Christmas. No, I don't think we can. Maybe you, go for Christmas. Your sister would kill me. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your big family roast with the crackers and everything's not quite the same. No. Are you yeah. going to go back to Mexico? I try and get back there, but yes, a one day, one day when my kids have left home and gone off to do their things, then I would like to spend some time living there at some yeah. point. Yeah. So I think that's definitely on the cards one day. Yeah. It's I'd still, like it's still my little dream place. So, Is it? Yeah. I've never been. I mean, I really want to go, but I've never been. I remember, it's amazing. I remember being pregnant with my first uh, child, Tallulah, and I couldn't, it was then the days where you couldn't fly at 30 weeks. And so I was pr- too pregnant to go to Mexico. And I landed up spending what I'd have spent in two weeks in Mexico going to La Residencia in Dea in Mallorca. And we hired Piers Brosnan's suite. Well, and it's just pretty fabulous. <laughs> it was so fabulous. I'm not even joking. So you walked along this corridor and then the door opened and then you were outside on this terrace and it had its own private swimming pool. It was pretty lush, I have to say. That's that's the, that is like the swankiest hotel room I've ever been in. Yeah, sounds yeah, incredible. It's very cool. it's very wow. Cool. Yeah. So I'm intrigued by the necklace that you're wearing. Oh, this little fella. Uh, okay, well, this has got quite a good story attached to it because this is my little butterfly, my little butterfly of hope. So um, for the listeners that don't know, but you know this well, obviously, in about five years ago, I got breast cancer. And I'm so lucky because I was called up uh, on a voluntary scan program um, by the Park Clinic here in Brighton. And they said, do you want to come for a mammogram? We're testing women under 50. And I was... 48 at the time, 47, 48. Mm. And, um, and I said, yes, please, because I'd seen this tiny little dimple in the bottom of my left breast, but only when I took off my top. And I kept staring at my husband and going, is that a thing? And I've been to the doctor. Doctor had a good so when you said, Can I just interrupt? When you say dimple, was it like... Like a, just like a tiny dimple that you'd have in your cheek. Oh, wow. Like a little dimple. And, and it I didn't said, feel like didn't anything? didn't feel anything. Couldn't feel a lump. Took, went to the doctor, had a good routine around. They said, no, 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 nothing to worry about. Wait till you're 50, you can have a mammogram. So wow. I was really fortunate to be called up for this mammogram. And um, so I went and I told the woman, and I said, look, I've got this dimple in my breast. And she said, well, look, I will call you back in for, because I'm marking you down as having seen unusual breast tissue. Um, don't worry, nine times out of 10, it's completely harmless. It'll be absolutely nothing, but just so you know, you'll have a second appointment. So I went in on the 3rd of January and it'd be my sister's 50th. I, to be fair, I think I was still half woman, half Prosecco at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I went in and then I realised that I was in the quiet room and the woman was coming towards me and she said, oh, we've got some news and we've seen unusual breast tissue and you're going to have to have a biopsy. And then you're suddenly on the cancer train. Now, leaving me, a writer with my husband, with the word cancer for, for 10 days before we found out the actual results was 
torture. I mean, literally gone to the dark side, written letters to my children, convinced I was going to die. So by the time I had the diagnosis, it was quite a relief. And the diagnosis was that it was grade two lobular breast cancer. And what I subsequently found out, which is why I'm now patron of Lobular Breast Cancer UK, is that lobular is different to ductal cancer. It's 15% of all breast cancers, which doesn't sound a lot, but that equates to 22 women every single day, which is a bit of a shocker, right? But it grows in a different way to ductal. So it doesn't grow in a lump, grows in a sort of spidery pattern. So you'd be looking out for kind of odd bits in your breasts or dimples or lumps, not lumps, sort of just a hardening or just something that doesn't feel right. So anyway, I landed up having a mastectomy and chemotherapy and and the whole shebang anyway (laughs) i went to the school gates and i bumped into ros who was one of the mums who's also had breast cancer but she said you really need to stay fit i said no ros i'm going under the duvet with the chocolate biscuits which is what i think i can totally understand (laughs) she said no 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 come and meet my group of women who are all going through cancer treatment on the seafront so i went and met this group of women these runners on the seafront ros's group right and She's it was a bit like being really heavily pregnant and meeting first-time mothers who've just all given birth, but you're still heavily pregnant because they gave me all the scare stories of what was going to happen. Just what, what you wanted to hear. Oh, my. I came back. I said to Emily, my husband, I was like, oh, this was horrendous. Anyway, but what I really liked was their gallows sense of humour because, of course, as soon as you get cancer, you're not allowed to have a sense of humour. And, and I always kind of make a joke out of things so that went down like a bucket of sick tell you in some quarters <laughs> anyway so i landed up running with these girls and um then one day there was this reporter there from the argus and he said oh it's so great that you're running the bright marathon 10k and i said the what ros the what the what was going on she said oh didn't i tell you this is the training group for the Brighton marathon 10k and i was like no you did not tell me that anyway so fast forward a couple of weeks and I'm just before my third chemo and I'm running bald, right? And Emlyn's gone to see his dad, who's sort of not in a good way. And I'm kind of thinking, well, I wake up and I go, right, I'm going to give it a world. I'm going to do it. Start off all gung-ho. And I'm just by the dome in Brighton and I'm suddenly like too hot. I'm sweating buckets. Oh. Take off my cap and I'm sort of bald. And then all these runners come up to me one by one and they tap me and this one woman says I'm clear five years keep going clear three years keep going and I was like oh wow and then this one woman ran with me for a bit she said I had stage four cancer they thought I was a goner but I ran all the way through my treatment keep going and she off she went long glossy hair amazing woman and then so I carried on no because she'd waited for me on the last turn of the race upon me this going she said I just want to talk to you for a sec and I said what is it and she said when I was at my lowest ebb I was in the um, Marsden in London in the cafe and this woman came up to me and she said, I know how you feel, but I want you to know that you have to have hope and that your life will be better than ever the other side of cancer. No, mine was. And this woman in the cafe had taken off this little necklace with a butterfly in it and had given it to this runner and said, this is a little butterfly of hope and you can pass it on in time, time, but I want you to know that your life will be better than ever the other side of cancer. And this runner said... I've been wearing this for three years and I'm now going to give it to you. And she gave me this necklace in the race and we had a few tears and a hug and off she went. And I don't know her name, never met her since. And it was just one of those pivotal moments in my life where I suddenly thought, Did actually, you cry? of course I, mean, I cried. To, I was going to say, of course it must have I been cried. So, incredibly so emotional. And then, um, and then I kind of, it was one of those things where somebody gives you such a gift in a moment in time. 
And I thought, right, I'm going to be fine. And so after the whole thing was was over, I thought, well, I'm a novelist. So I always like a magpie. I am always like after the shiny stories. And I thought, well, I've got to write a book about this. So... I wrote my novel, I wrote The Cancer Ladies Running Club as a result of that very event is what inspired me to write that story. So I wrote, so I wear this little necklace, the butterfly, but actually when the book came out, you were kind enough to make me butterfly of hope necklaces. So uh, they've got a little butterfly that is like this butterfly, but it's in a round disc and it Mm. says hope on the back, which I really love because it's really lovely having a necklace to give to somebody when they are in a bad state in a bad way not necessarily just for cancer but to be able to give them something to hold when on people to. need hope everybody yeah. needs hope yeah. at certain points in their lives and it's yeah. a great way of giving that to people so yeah so it's really lovely so i love this little necklace this is like a really special thing and i really want to hand it on you know one day i will hand it on yeah. uh but i wear this one all the time and i wear the one you gave me as well but i love it i love it it's really nice having a thing that kind of really makes makes you remember a moment well, in exactly. your life you know and I think that's the whole point of jewellery anyway is that you're wearing it every single day um, and if you've got a piece that's really meaningful that's got a story behind it um, or is cut yeah, I mean your story is incredible but someone if someone gives you a piece of jewellery for a reason then it kind yeah. of really does resonate and, and it means, makes you think of that person yeah it does and it makes you but also the ritual of putting it on I, I feel that do you it's take your jewellery off I do at night not my rings but um, I take my jewelry off at night. But I always put it on and I always, it's sort of part of my identity. Mm. And I think the thing with cancer is like, you know, it did happen, but I am thriving the other side of it. I'm completely are, fine. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's quite difficult to be well the other side of something like a big life changing thing. But I don't regret that it happened because so much wonderful stuff has happened to me since. And so much ha- stuff has happened because of it. And I don't really think there's a terrible harm in having a bit of a midlife shake-up you know I'm not belittling it because it's very serious but um you know I've been very lucky and it's nice that it's sort of part of my identity yeah Yeah. which is your piece of jewellery that you would you know go to your grave with I think it would have to be (laughs) I'm looking at there's a few pieces actually I'm like oh man she's like bells on her fingers I immediately went to like my ring or my wedding ring yeah but 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 then I I don't know I've got my signet ring and that's my family signet ring and that's special my mum's ring no I think it would it would probably have to be the ring that is basically a birthstone ring that's basically got my entire family's birthstones Oh, that's beautiful. In it. Yeah. Um, and then it says my world inside. And, and my husband gave that to me um, on our 15th wedding anniversary. And I think it's absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, that would... That's the one. That would be my favourite. Do you take it all off? Do you, do you, I don't take any of it off. And I get criticised at work. And I'm not a very good example of a jeweller because most jewellers take it off and look after it. And watch yes, it and but you it see, and... if you were me, you, see, you can tell that you've got real life gold because I always have a green neck. Because you don't my, get a green because neck. Because my daughters, they're all teenagers, but they, but they wear it, brass it, and they can, yeah. kind of get green neck if they go in the yeah, water and that, stuff. There is, a, there is a point where it's not, it, yeah, don't buy brass because it does turn your neck green. Yes. So get silver, always get sterling silver and, and you can get it plated. Um, you know, obviously you, it'd be perfect to be wearing proper serious nine carat, 18 carat gold, but that's, you know, not everybody's 
not everybody can afford that. But wearing silver and then having it plated is is an option okay. that doesn't turn it because that's still gold. It's just a thin layer of gold, oh. um, and that doesn't turn your neck green. Oh, well, there we are. But cheap holiday jewelry, which we've all got, it does turn your neck green. <laughs> in there <laughs> <laughs> I love the cheap holiday thing I like a dangly necklace I've got a dangly necklace on that's falling apart a bit but I love a dangly yes a dangly I thing always, with bits on it yes so I, wear, I try and wear one round my neck and then I try and wear a long one um, but I've always worn a long one I think yeah um, and then I'm obsessed by bangles oh yes well we will talk about bangles another time but we're just going to have a little jingly yeah, jangle yeah. of the bangles you're a bit jingling I like having a sound a signature sound yes. of the bangle and actually <laughs> when I'm an old goes. lady I want big bangles all the way up my arms yes that I think nice, that would really suit you that would be good wouldn't it well when, we'll talk about that another time but for now thank you for showing me your bits my pleasure thank you for showing me your bits it was it was lovely to see your bits <laughs> a real pleasure <laughs> we'll chat again brilliant for listening to our very first episode it was really exciting and we really enjoyed ourselves we hope you did too yes please like or share and send to your friends and tell them all about show us your bits podcast and please get in touch with us on our facebook and instagram pages and also if you do have any stories of your own please do send them over if you've got any stories at all about any special pieces of jewelry we'd really love to hear them next time is say it with words it's all about our obsession with scrabble hand stamping which is very instrumental to alice's business and we have a very special guest author julia crouch and we'll be delving into her jewelry box to discover the treasures she really cares about so see you next time see you next time <laughs>